and I love every bit of it. But if you would please turn to John chapter 3, and I want to begin to read in verse 14. John chapter 3 and verse 14. And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish, but have eternal life. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God sent not His Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through Him might be saved. He that believeth on Him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already, because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. And this is the condemnation, that light has come into the world, and men love darkness rather than light, because their deeds were evil. For every one that doeth evil hateth the light, neither cometh to the light, lest his deeds should be reproved. But he that doeth truth cometh to the light, that his deeds may be made manifest, that they are wrought in God. Pray with me, please. Heavenly Father, I pray in Jesus' name that you let the Holy Spirit bless each of us today that's here and is listening. Lord, we are needy people. We need you constantly in our life, leading and guiding us. So we ask you for your blessings now in Jesus' name. Amen. I just noticed in these words, He that doeth evil don't like the light. And he that loves the Lord loves the light. Made me think of a preacher in Detroit. Uh, I was standing in his office and from this great church there in Detroit where we stand in his office, you look down on the street out there and right down that street was seven bars just across from the church all the way down that street. And uh, he said, look at this. He said they lay up in their doorways like old alley cats in the daytime, and then at dark they come out uh, raising sand. And that is so true. Uh, we look at what's going in the, on the world today, and they're burning down places and doing all kind of crazy things and killing and rioting, and they all do it in the dark, and they don't they don't like the light. Amen. John 3:16. One of the most tremendous passages of Scripture in all the Word of God. But God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. There are ten words in this verse that form five pairs of words. In each case, the second word comes out of the first. The first pair is God and Son. The Son came out from the Father. The second pair is loved and gave. The giving comes from the loving. The third is world and whosoever. Out of the world of people comes a group of whosoevers. A family of fourth pair is believeth and have. The having comes out of the believing. The fifth pair is perish and everlasting life. Out of a world of perishing people comes a group of believers who have everlasting life. The words of this text are simple. They're sufficient. They're sure. The text speaks of lost sinners, tells of a listed Savior, promises of a lasting salvation. Uh, Three all-important things are taught here. 
Number one, this text speaks of lost sinners. That whosoever believes in them should not perish. That's perishing people. That's lost people. One of the great privileges of being a preacher and being able to witness to lost people to me is that you realize that there is people out there that's going to go to hell. There is people out there that denies the Lord Jesus Christ. And I might be the only avenue of keeping them out of that place, introducing them to the Lord Jesus Christ, and seeing them coming to a personal Savior and missing that place called hell. There's no greater privilege than that, amen? And it's, it's a, just a... If you ever want to lift it, if you ever if you ever uh, depressed, if you ever down, I mean, just don't feel good. Uh, just, just having a horrible day. Just put everything down for a minute and go down the street knocking on doors and witness for the Lord and you win one person to Christ and it'll change your whole day. Brother, you'll be uplifted. You'll be walking on clouds. I was, I was sitting in my house one time where we used to live and I never will forget it. Uh, it was about 10 o'clock at night and, and the Lord said, why don't you go down and knock on some doors and win somebody to the Lord? I was reading my Bible and so I said, Lord, it's 10 o'clock at night. There'll be people in bed. And uh, I don't want to go tonight, Lord. I'll go some other time. And the Lord said, no, you need to go now. And I, I went out our street where we used to live was only two blocks long. And I got to knocking on doors and I got to win three people to the Lord that night by going when the Lord asked me to go and witnessing people about their salvation of their soul and I never will forget it. Uh, the little boy used to ride our bus when we had a bus route. Live right across the street. He'd get on my bus and we'd bring him to church. We had 85 kids and, and, and moms and dads riding that old bus and we'd bring them to church and Sunday school. And there we had this little boy across the street. Uh, he was, uh, every day you hear him swing and he'd swing out in the yard. Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. He sang that over and over and over. And one night his mother, his mother called me late in the night and said, Preacher, would you come over to the house? My husband lost his mind. And I was going across the street and he was sitting in the easy chair, sitting there crying. I said, Sir, what's the matter? He said, I want what my son's got. Whatever he's got, I want some of it. And I got a chance to lead him to saving faith in Christ Jesus. Never will forget there's a, a boy came back from Vietnam, I believe it was, one of the wars anyhow, and he killed us, several people over there in the war. And his wife called me and said, Preacher, he, he's just losing his mind. He can't get no sleep. He can't rest because he's a murderer. And he don't know, he just don't know what to do. And I rushed over there to see him. I sat down at the table with him. And never will forget it. He was sitting there at the little old table. And we drank coffee and talked for a little while. I said, what's the problem? What's troubling you? He said, I know I'm a murderer. I kill people in war. I had to. I was in war. I said, that's not murder." David slew many, even so many, the Bible said his hand cleaved to the sword as iron. You think about that. David, that great man of God, in war killed many. War is ordained to God, believe it or not. And uh, we have to fight for what is right. And you have to kill. And I said, that's not murder. That's obeying the laws of your land and trying to protect your country. And in a little while, I got to lead him to saving faith in Christ Jesus. And I said, think about it. All your sins are gone. 
I wish you could have been there and seen the change in that in the face of that man in his countenance. I'm still glad that John 3.16 still works. I let a little lady not far from here uh, as I knocked her on doors one time and I said, can I read you just some scripture? And she said, well, sure. And I read her John 3.16. She said, I've never heard that before. I have never heard that before. I said, you trying to tell me that you've lived in the United States and she's up in her age. You lived in the United States with a church on every corner and the, and the gospel being preached on radio and TV and everything else and you never heard John 3.16? And she said, I never have, preacher. And she got saved by trusting Christ as a Savior. I had a Catholic friend of ours that was going with this elderly man. His wife had died and he met this lady and they was talking. They, he brought her here to church one Sunday. And so we visited him back and he invited me and my wife for dinner. And we ate dinner and then she pushed back her plate. And I had preached on John 3.16 that Sunday and she said, What is this John 3.16? Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And I was able to take the Bible and lead her to saving faith in Christ Jesus. And I never will forget what she said. And I won't lose, use the language that she said. But she said, I knew that priest couldn't take my sins away. But Jesus did. Amen. John 3.16 still works. And it works on any lost sinner. This one verse says that there's lost people. Lost is a Bible word. Man who has lost uh, uh, winning tickets. I was reading the other day. Can you imagine winning that lottery the other day? That's And you see how much he's going to get out there. All those millions of dollars. He ain't going to get but a basket full. And he'll probably lose that. But I, I was thinking about, I was reading where a man here a while back lost one of the winning tickets that he had and like to went crazy. Luke chapter 19, verse 10. For the Son of Man is come to seek and to save that which was lost. I can't even fathom the word lost except I, I liken it to me and my wife and kids used to go up to Old Town way back in the woods and big old oak trees and a swamp and we'd camp out. And one night I was going to be, you know, uh, one of the great woodsmen. I'm going to go out and, and treat me some turkeys. You know, turkeys will fly up in a tree. They'll roost at night. And then in the morning you go out when they fly down you can shoot one of them. And so me and my wife and this friend and his wife, we went out there after dark and we're listening for them turkeys fly up and turned around and looked, we were lost. I'm talking about lost. And you talk about dark. as the blackest woods I've ever seen in my life. And all, every once in a while we could see a lantern. We hung by our uh, tent and we could just sit flicker. Just a little bit of light. Every once in a while we kept working our way back and got back by that light. If not, we'd been completely lost. What a terrible feeling to be lost. But lost is a Bible word. Listen to this. The person without Christ is lost from God's purpose. God created man to fellowship with himself. Every man has a capacity to love and desire to be loved. 
The greatest commandment is, Matthew 22, verse 37, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy mind. Amen? I told this young man just a while ago, it was here at church, and he said, Preacher, when I lost my dad, me and my sister didn't know what in the world to do. We were without a dad. But God had a purpose in it. God had a purpose in it. And to this day, me and my sister serving the Lord because we both got saved and serving the Lord. I thank God that God has a purpose in every life. Amen? Sin makes it impossible for God to fellowship with us. Ecclesiastes chapter 12, verse 13 and 14. The Bible says our sin has separated us from God. And until a person is justified by faith in Christ, he is lost to the purpose of his very existence. I believe with all my soul that I'm doing what God wants me to do. If I did not believe that, I'd do something else. But I really believe right now in my life I am doing what God wants me to do. And I meet people all the time It's miserable. Just plain out miserable. Because they're trying to do something that God didn't call them, call them to do. They're not living the purpose that God brought them into this world to do. When I met the Lord Jesus Christ, He gave me purpose. Amen? One of the greatest privileges of a human being is to serve the Lord. That's a great purpose. i got a purpose in this life, to serve the Lord. And I love the Lord as best I know how. And I love it when the Bible says, To love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy mind, with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. Love the Lord. That's a great purpose. Listen, the person without Christ is lost from God's provision. God has promised to take care of His own. Psalms 23, verse 1. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Now, no one can claim this promise that don't know the Lord. I shall not want unless He can first say, The Lord is my shepherd. The person trusting Christ as Savior can claim the promise of Philippians 4.19. But my God, shall supply all your need according to His riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Amen? You know what one of my wife's favorite saying is? My God has a bigger show than I got. Amen? If God's looking for somebody to take the, the blessings of God and pass it on to somebody else where He can fill your basket with a bigger show. And I believe that with all my soul, and I practice that ever since I got saved, is trying my best to be a blessing to other people, knowing I'm not going to be without. God will take care of me, amen? And He promised me to do so, and He has. And I can't get over how He takes care of me. And I can, sometimes I want to share the blessings of God with other people, but you know people get jealous of you being blessed of God? They really do. But I want to tell you something right now. You can get jealous all you want to, but i got a great God. And He loves me. And I want to tell you something else too. He loves you too. And He wants to bless you. And if you know the Lord Jesus Christ is your Savior, He will bless you. The person without Christ is also lost from God's protection. I like this. Romans 8.28 For we know that all things work together for good to them that love God. To them who are the called according to His purpose. 
Psalms 27 verse 5 For in time of trouble he shall hide thee in his provision. The Lord can't claim that. Amen. But I can. I can claim that promise and, and I know we're in for some hard times ahead of us. In fact, there's hard times right now around us. But you know what? Everything works together. Everything's working just like God wants it to work. Amen. And He's getting it right like He wants to in your life. And I can truly say all things that's ever happened to me has been for my good. In fact, I was discussing this with my wife the other day just going back and thinking about when I got saved, when I went to the church that I went to, stayed there and served the Lord all those years, and one day I had to leave that church because I didn't like what was going on there, and I thought it would kill me. Literally leaving that church that I'd been saved at and served the Lord at, and I had to move on, and man, you talk about near about killing me. It near about killed me, but we walked away from it. And God was waiting with something else to serve, to let me serve Him better. But I didn't know it. But when I moved, as God moved me, God was always there. And every move that I have made in my Christian life, I first pray about it and then do what God leads me to do. And He's always right there because He says all things work together. Amen? To bless you. I have God's protection. The person without Christ is lost from God's punishment. Sin must be paid for. A just God said to Adam and Eve, Genesis 2 and verse 17, For in the day that thou eatest thereof, thou shalt surely die. And the Bible warns in Romans 6.23, For the wages of sin is death. Did you know that sin must be punished? It must be paid for, or else God would sacrifice His own justice. The payment of sin is death. And that death is a second death in the lake of fire according to Revelation 20 verse 14. I'm glad that God let me live this long. And I know that if Jesus doesn't come back soon, I don't have many more days on this earth. But that don't make no difference to me. I was just talking to this young fellow a while ago and he said something to me. I, me and him was laughing about it. He said, you know, I don't even go out to my daddy's grave anymore. He said, now people don't understand that, but she said, preacher, my daddy ain't there. He's in heaven. Why should I go out there to an empty grave? And I, I laughed because when I was last time up at the, uh, where the uh, soldiers are buried up in Wildwood up in that area. I can't even think of the name of the place now. But the last time I was up there, I was driving around just looking. Beautiful place up there. And here was a, a woman out there, and she had brought her a, a blanket and brought a, 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 a picnic lunch. And she's out there sitting down by her husband or somebody that she loved, evidently, and she was having a picnic with them. And I thought to myself, he ain't there. Amen? You can have a picnic with the birds and the bees out there, but you ain't going to have no picnic with him because he ain't out there. Can I give something to you? Yeah, I like this, what old Brother Rolf said years ago, if I don't beat uh, you back from the grave, there's nothing to my God. Amen? I'm not out there. God's absolute body present with the Lord. You know why? Because my sins are paid for. Uh, Revelation 20, verse 14 says that uh, we have paid with our 
our sins by death, an everlasting death, separated from God forever and ever. I don't worry about that. Because that's paid for. Jesus paid for my sins. The person goes on without Christ must pay his own sin debt then. This means he will ultimately spend eternity in a lake of fire. But we have a Savior. And in so doing, I want you to watch this. We accept the payment that Jesus Christ made for us some 2,000 years ago. John 3.16 speaks of lost sinners. The text tells of a lifted Savior. John 3.15 verse 14. Now go back to verse 14. Now to understand that, you'd have to go back to the book of Numbers. But listen to verse 14. And as Moses lifted up the serpent, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up. You know what that refers to? It goes back to where the children of Israel sinned against God and they murmured against God's man. And God sent poisonous serpents among them to bite them and as they all died. They were dying because of sin. And God said, there's one hope for them. Moses, you take a brazen rod, you lift it up among the people, and you put a serpent upon that rod. And the Bible says that whosoever looks upon that serpent shall live. Now go with me just a minute to that great congregation around that thing. Over two million people was gathered around that thing. Can you see some unbeliever walking around saying, that ain't going to work. That's just a piece of metal in a pole stuck up out there. And he wouldn't live. And the Bible said he died without Christ. Just that simple. But let's take an old boy who just said he just simply looks and trusts God. And the Bible says he lived. That's what this John 3.14 is talking about. Even as Moses lifted up that serpent in the wilderness, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have eternal life. Did you know why Jesus was lifted up on that cross? No one is without excuse in. I heard an old preacher preach on around the cross is level ground. Up on that mount, but around the cross is level ground. He said, you know why it's so important? Anybody can come. Whosoever can come to Jesus can be saved. The text uh, tells of a lifted Savior. He was lifted on a tree. He was crucified for you and I. He was lifted from a tomb. He rose from the grave in Matthew 28. He was lifted to a throne. Jesus is coming back, King of kings and Lord of lords. He is lifted up by our tongues. We confess Him to the world today uh, that He's a dying a Savior for a dying world. Amen? The text promises everlasting life, everlasting salvation. I want to show you something. Turn to Romans chapter 8. When people talk to me, Preacher, can you show me that I'll never lose my salvation? I hurry to these verses. Romans chapter 8. And I want you to listen, please, beginning to read in verse 35. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? As it is written, for thy sake we are killed all the day long. We are counted as sheep for the slaughter. Nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. 
For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor death, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. I'm so glad that I believe in the salvation so paid for by a Savior that my God loves me today. Amen? And nothing can separate me from the love of God. You know why? Because I'm no longer in my sins. I'm covered by the blood. And Jesus looked through the blood at me and I become as white as snow, Psalm says. That's complete salvation in the Lord Jesus Christ. I love to use a, a John 3.16 and trying to show somebody how to be saved. The number one word to me is love. Think about it. God loved me after I cursed His name, after I'd done the, some terrible things against Him, and the Bible says He still loved me, how could I turn that down? Amen? And I tell anybody, if you come to Him, He loves you. It's not on His side where you get saved. Not, it's on your side. He loves you. I don't care what you've done. You come to Him, He'll save you just like you are. Amen? That's why I love John 3.16 so much. Stand with me. Father, would You bless today every hearer of Your Word, God. It's true. And Your Word is so precious. And You keep Your Word. We might not keep ours. Like sometimes we have things come up, we can't. But You never have Yours broken. So I ask You, dear God, if there's somebody need to be saved today, that they'll trust You and ask You to be their Savior. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let's sing something, please.